Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing today? Great to see you. Thank you for joining us online this morning. Michael just mentioned there um, in the video, at the end of the video, the next week is Vision Sunday, and we are celebrating actually this morning. This morning is the, f- the first Sunday um, we celebrated. Sorry, let me get this together. This is 10 years in this building this Sunday. <clears throat> I remember it well, first Sunday in 2012, which was actually February the 5th. Uh, my wife and I capped off the most difficult year <laughs> of our lives together going through the renovation of this building. But it was a great celebration that morning 10 years ago. And we're just going to be, we'll show you some pictures, some different things that we did 10 years ago and what the building looked like, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you don't know the story of, of us being in this building, if you're maybe new to the city church, we'll be able to share some of that with you. But it's an exciting blessing for us as a church uh, and where God has brought us and so thankful for that. So we're going to be celebrating. But I didn't, I wanted to mention that. Uh, it's one of the rocks from the Jordan for our lives and for our church, just the faithfulness of God, just what we were singing about, you know, that God is a faithful God. And uh, God is faithful to us as a church and the Big C Church. And so we're just going to be, we celebrate that this morning and then we'll celebrate it a little more in detail next Sunday. All right. Digging deep. Have you been digging deep recently? Other than just the snow. (laughs) Hopefully you've been going through your guide. If you have your guide with you this morning, or maybe you have it at home, or if you're watching online, you have your guide at home. We are in week four of our guide. And week four, which starts tomorrow, is Jesus at the center. So the first week, we talked about prayer. Second week, we talked about scripture. Last week, we talked about worship, focusing on worship. This week, we're going to be reading. Um, I've put together a bunch of scriptures um, for a daily reading for you about Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't, doesn't mean you shouldn't pray this week. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do other scripture reading. It doesn't mean you shouldn't worship. But this week, our focus as we go through the guide is all about Jesus. And we've got Monday through Friday, we have Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our healer, our teacher, and Jesus, the builder of the church. And so as we focus on Jesus this week, the focus of our church is on Jesus in general. Our, our mission statement as a, as a church is to move people closer to Jesus. And that's just the short form of the great commission that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28. It talks about people who are far from God, that they should have a relationship with God, and that people who have a relationship with God, we should be disciples. We should be learners and growers. And that's what this series has been about. We have um, endeavored in this time, putting some time aside to pray, and hopefully you've got some sort of practices after these last few weeks, and hopefully you will continue uh, this practice throughout the year. This isn't just for this first part of the year, and that's what... With this guide, you know, you can use this at any time during the year if you think, you know what, I just need to have a focus on Jesus this week. You can pull out your guide and it'll be good for any week. I, I need to go back to some prayer essentials and, and fundamentals. You know you've got a week that you can do on prayer. So don't throw this book away <laughs> after this week. It will be useful uh, for you in the future. And what I've wanted us to look at or what I've asked us to look at in a sense, uh, in these tumultuous times that we're living in is what is the depth of my faith? How deep are my roots? And specifically today, we're talking about Christ. How deep are my roots in Christ? 
or can some other ideas, some other thing come along and easily take me away from Jesus, easily take me away from God, that something else can capture my heart, some other ideas, some other thought processes, some other things that I can give my affection to. How deep is my faith in Christ? And what are the foundations for my life? What are the words that I'm living by for me, for my family? Because all of us are living by some sort of words. Wouldn't you agree? You know, the, the culture has affected us in, in, in many ways, many ways that we don't even think about, many ways that we just take for granted. You know, um, wearing a sports coat that men wear. But I don't know who created the sports coat. And I don't know why I have this button up here on the lapel of my sport. There's no other button over here, but we just take it for granted. I've got a hole over here on my sports coat. I don't know why. There's a bunch of things like that in our lives that we just do. We don't know the source of the words. We don't know the motivations. But what I'm wanting us to do as we think about God, as we think about God as the giver of life, as we've been praying and talking to him and reading his word and worshiping him, that the giver of life would direct our lives, that we wouldn't just be so bought into the culture around us that we can't actually distinguish our walk from God to whatever the culture is telling us to do. However, the culture is wanting us to identify ourselves and saying that we should, that we go to the word of God, that God wants us to identify ourselves as a son and daughter of the most high. That that's the place from which we live our lives. So we want to live by God's words and not something else. Because our, attention, our intention as followers of Jesus is that I will persevere. I will make it to the end. I will follow Jesus for my whole life. I want to teach my children how to follow Jesus. And I want to teach the children at church how to follow Jesus. And I want to teach the young people at church how to follow Jesus. I want to make it to the end, come what may. Whatever happens in the world, from now until your dying day, we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to make it to the end. This is what God has for us as the church. And listen, we can help each other in this. This is the church. This is the family of God. We are doing this together. We're not doing this alone. And that's what I've put. If you've, if you've read all the way through your guide every day, what I said was talk to somebody about this. You're journeying with other fellow believers, uh, people who are going through the same stuff, who are living in the same world that you're living in. And it's a struggle to follow Jesus and we are all gonna run into some hardships and there's gonna be some difficulties and you need to have another friend who's following Jesus and that's what the church is. That's what groups are for. Not just some sort of legalism that we're trying to impose upon you. You need other friends who follow Jesus because life gets hard. And it's difficult. And those difficulties are trying to push you off your faith in God. But if we have our roots down deep, come what may, we're gonna serve God and we're gonna serve God together. We're gonna be the family of God. So my pastoral hope throughout this series is that you will have deep, genuine faith in God. That your roots in God will run deep there's not gonna be something else that's gonna come up 
that all of a sudden all of your affection will go towards, that your roots in Jesus will go deep and you will have a deep devotion for God. Just a genuine from the heart. God, I know that you are always my answer. I know that you are always my help. I know that you are always my savior, that Jesus, you are always my Lord. And I am devoted to you. So the purpose of the guide that, that we produce for you um, for this month is this. John chapter 17, verse one, and it says this. And Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. Talking, Jesus is gonna be going to the cross soon. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him, eternal life. Not just, not just a span of time, but a, a quality of life, a specific type of life. And what is the life that God has given to us to live through Jesus? This is what it says, verse three, John 17. One of my favorite Bible verses is this. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That we would know God, we would know Jesus. In other words, these are relational terms. That we would actually, truly have a relationship with God. You know, I have a relationship with my wife and this year we'll be married 28 years, I gotta get that right. 28 years we'll be married in October. Fine, thank you. <laughs> and I know Nicole, you know what I mean? This is the, the goal of the marriage that we would know each other. And it's very easy for us to say we know people and we're close to people, but some people are struggling with this idea that we would know God. And what I mentioned last week, it, we could just extract principle and ideas from the, from the scriptures because there are success principles and idea all through the scriptures. And we could take all of those ideas and actually not know God for ourselves. But Jesus said, this is eternal life, to know God, to know him, to be in a relationship with him. Something that God has provided for us through Jesus that we would actually uh, have some closeness to them. Now, the, the people that we know closely have an influence on us, right? And this is true. This is just part of relationships. And we want God. We want to be transformed into the image of Christ. The Bible actually tells us this in Romans chapter eight, that what, what God has predestined us to do is to be changed into the image of Christ. So we're not just going to the scripture for information, we're just going to the scripture for transformation, that we're supposed to be moving into the image of Christ. The theological term is sanctification, that you are set apart and you are taking this lifelong journey to be moving to the image of Christ. And none of us have arrived yet. So that's why we continue to want to know him and to grow. So we know that the people around us have an influence on us by what they say and their thoughts and the positions that they have. What does a relationship with God look like? So with the guide, 
you, you've said some things and you've prayed some things and you've sang some things and you've focused on some things and you thought about some things. You set some time aside for God. That's what it looks like. That's what a term that we've heard a million times if you've grown up in church, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What does it look like? It looks like that. You talk and you pray and you think and you worship. And when we set our affection on God, God changes us. I set my affection on Nicole and Nicole has changed me for the better. The people that we're close to, they have an effect on us. And this is what I'm saying about culture. Culture has an effect on you, whether you like it or not, or you pretend that it doesn't, it does. But I don't want the contemporary culture, which is always changing, to form my life. I actually want God to form my life. This is the call, to be transformed into the image of Christ. So this has been the purpose of the guide, that we would know God, that we would understand, that we pray when we talked about praying, we talked about aligning our asking to the word of God. And when we would go to the word of God, we would align our thinking. And when we go to worship, we're giving him affection. And this is what it looks like to have a relationship with God. So we wanna walk in this transformative relationship. So we want to go deep in our relationship with God by making much of Jesus. Like I said, our mission statement, moving people closer to Jesus, getting you Taking steps closer to Jesus, me taking steps closer to Jesus transforms our lives. So Jesus, point number one, we're gonna look at the Jesus foundation. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 18 says this. He who plants and he who waters are one. And, and Paul in this context is talking about himself and Apollos who was another minister um, at the church in Corinth. And each one will receive his wages according to his labor. Verse nine. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I have laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There's no other foundation to find. The foundation for our lives, the giver of life has given us the proper foundation. And it is in Jesus, having a relationship with Jesus, allowing him to form our lives. The giver of life understands life. It's, God isn't confused because it's 2022. I, I, again, don't you know it's 2022? That doesn't mean anything. The principles, the way life are really to work has to do with how God designed it. Not whatever is being said in 2022. God is the giver of life. The foundation is in Jesus. Verse 12, now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day. We'll disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what some sort of work each one has done. If the work that, has, that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. 
though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple? You are God's temple. And the spirit of God dwells within you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So the foundation of our lives, not just church services on Sunday, the foundation of our lives is to be Jesus. So we will be moving to his image. And this is where we will discover what God has created us for moving into the image of Jesus. But there was three things in verse nine that were mentioned, that we're God's fellow workers, we're God's field, and we are God's building. Fellow workers. You know, God has some work for you to do in the kingdom of God. In the world that we live in, he wants you to bring his kingdom ways to the world, the real world that you live in and work in every day. That we are working alongside of God. God wants to work with us, not just for God, but God is working with us. Next thing, that we are God's field. In other words, things are gonna grow in us. That's what I just talked about, the things that we said and we prayed and we thought and we talked, all of those things are seed and all of these things produce in our lives and they produce the God kind of life. God's ways, God's thoughts, that I would say God's words, that I would hear what he says, that I would pray and I would ask for those things and I would align myself to those things. That grows into the life that God intended for. You're God's field. So when you're God's field, what does he want to do? He wants to plant some seed into your heart. So the seed that's growing in my heart where did it come from? It's important to know. We had a marriage event on Wednesday with John and Helen Burns, and they talked so much just about the words that we say in our marriage. And what are we saying? And what are we asking for? And what do we see? And what are we talking about? Because what happens in a marriage that goes south is having trouble. There's a lot of negative words being said all of the time. Angry words, frustrated words. And what's that? That's something being sown in your heart and something that's producing something. But we are God's field. God wants to sow his word into our hearts. And the last thing, we are God's building, the dwelling place of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we are carriers of God's spirit, that he indwells us. The spirit of God doesn't stay in this building when you go home. And the Holy Spirit's not just sitting here waiting for next Sunday. The Holy Spirit comes with you to your house, with you for your life, to empower you, to help you to live. You're, you are God's building, the dwelling place of God, temples of the Holy Spirit. All of these things are written to the church. So they're written for not just me, they're written for an us. So yes, we are individual Christ followers, but this is something we're doing together. We're doing this together. And this is where the real power comes in when we are together and we are representing the ways of God 
together. Next point is we are kingdom carriers. And this is so essential for right now. Kingdom carriers, God's kingdom. There's the kingdom of Canada, and then there's the kingdom of God. And there's the kingdom of other nations, and, but the kingdom of God is greater than them all. And God wants us to live and act as citizens of the kingdom. Thankful to be a citizen of Canada, aren't you? But how much more are the ways and how much higher are the ways of the kingdom of God? And God wants you to carry that on the inside of you. So essential for now. Listen to this, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. In Christ, who is our foundation, what are we created for? Good works. Now, good works don't save us. This is a very important order. Good works don't save us. We don't do good things. And then God accepts us. God accepts us in Christ. And then we do godly motivated things. We are his workmanship. He's working something in you, and then he wants to work something through you. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that one time you were Gentiles in the flesh. Gentile is any group of people, any nation who's not Jewish. Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision, by which is called the circumcision, which is made by the flesh, in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at times separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, what is Christ? Our foundation, the foundation of our relationship with God. Hey, all nations separated from God, but now in Christ, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, that we are in a relationship with God, not because of our own goodness, but because of Jesus' shed blood. This is the good news. This is the gospel. That God did this in Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one. Talking about who? And broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And this is what I say. This is the time for the church. This is the time for the gospel. Because this phrase, the dividing wall of hostility, is 2022. The dividing wall of hostility. You're a this and I'm a this. And you're a this and I'm a this. And this is your position and this is my position. And I'm for this and I'm against this. And you're against this and I'm for this. All of the dividing walls and the enemy is having a heyday. Categorizing people and dividing them. But in Christ, the solution is in Christ. Amen. Amen. 
for you and I to not see each other through all of these man-made categories, but I see you in Christ, and he's brought us together in Christ, and we are the family of God in Christ. There are this and there are this and there are this. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for the work of the enemy. Listen, I'm just talking real world. See, this is the problem in the world is everybody is dividing. Everybody's, and there's wars and rumors of wars. And what has God done? God has brought every tribe, kindred, and nation together in Christ. And Christ means God provided it, not man, not politics, not your ideas, not mine. God did it. There is no other solution other than that. That's the solution. And that solution is not angry and it's not coercive. It's inspired by love. That God sent his son because he loves you. You can't argue around that. There's nowhere to go that God wants to bring people together. God wants to bring people together. The enemy wants us to be separated. You're this category, this category. We're going to be separated, God says, in Christ. Listen, I am so excited about this. I can't even tell you. In Christ... We're together. And this is the potential that the church has in 2020 to show the world a different way. But aren't you from this country and you from that country and this is their skin color and this is your skin color and you think like this and your political persuasion? Yeah, but we're together in Christ. And these, this is my family right here. This is my family, naming the name of Christ. This is my family. God brings us together. God brings us together. Oh, can you see it? In Christ, this is why we say Jesus is at the center. This foundation is the foundation to live from. Amen. I have a lot more verses. I'm just sorry. <laughs> Verse 15, by abolishing the law and commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace. <laughs> You're this and I'm a this? No, in Christ, we are one. He made peace. Will we choose the peace is the question. Are we going to choose all of the other stuff that separates us? Because God in Christ has made peace between you and me, even if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, which is like the worst thing that I could think of. <laughs> that he might reconcile us both all of us, Jew and Gentile, which is everybody, to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. <laughs> this is the solution, friends. 
Verse 17, and he came and he preached peace to all who were afar off and peace to all those who were near. For though we both have access in one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Aliens just means people, non-Jewish people. But you are, doesn't mean extraterrestrial. But you are fellow citizens with saints and members of the household of God. How, what are we as the household of God? We're in Christ, right? We're in Christ, and that's the thing that brings us together. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. There's no other foundation. There's no other political foundation that you're gonna find that's gonna bring people together. God has done it in Christ. The sinless man sacrificed himself for all mankind, brought us together. The question is, will we do it? Will the church do it? Will you and I do it? Will we put our divisions aside for the purposes of God's kingdom? Because his kingdom is the greatest kingdom. Verse 21, in whom, talking about Jesus, the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for the spirit of God. Last point is Jesus is building the church. They asked Jesus the question, or Jesus said, hey, who... who, are people saying that I am? And they answered a certain way. And Jesus said to his disciples, but who do you say that I am? And we, as the followers of Jesus, should know how to answer that question. And we should know why Jesus is the answer. And listen, if you did nothing for the, the next month for reading those verses that I just read to you in Ephesians, it will transform your mind about realizing that the gospel is the real world solution for the problems that we're finding in the world. Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that Jesus is? Am I just adding Jesus to my life? Like, okay, I'm like 80% culture, 20% Jesus, because I just don't want to go to hell when I die. You know, I'll just say enough about Jesus, but all the rest of it, I'm just gonna do the world's ways. And who we say Jesus is, is gonna be important for us for now and for eternity. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, the son of God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God is building the church. And God is building the church in every nation of the world. God is building the church and nations that vote and nations that don't vote. God is building the church and every nation that you can think of, God is building the church. This is 
what he's doing. Because it is the solution that the world needs. This group of people that we say, that even though the world says we have a thousand dividing walls, we reject them all. And we say, in Christ, we are family. And a good, healthy family makes all the difference. That doesn't mean you're not gonna have problems. Doesn't mean you're not gonna have difficulties. And this is what I want us to be. I think any pastor should want this. The world's got us in a thousand categories why we should separate and we say no. We say we're in Christ. He brings us together. He's building a church. He's building something different in a world that's gone mad. He's building a different kind of family that says, God, you define me. I'm not gonna define myself. Countercultural right there. God, I want your ways, not what I could say. That's countercultural right there. But this is what brings us together in Christ. He's building into you, he's building into me. He's building into us so that we could be the church. I'm gonna leave you with this, just one thought about the church then we're gonna close. Super practical, super grassroots, super something that we can do every Sunday in our groups, with our friends, texting somebody. It's this, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God of our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. So what is he? He's our Father and we're a family. And, and what do we do in the family of God? Verse 4, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we are comforted by God. And together, this is what we're doing. Because I'm gonna face affliction sometime and you're gonna be there for me and you're gonna face affliction sometime and I'll be there for you and your friends will be there for you when you're facing affliction. Because why? God is comforting us in our affliction and so that's what we do. And together, we're building into people and when we build into people, we build the church. Let's just pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are building the church in 2022. God, and we have no desire greater than that. God, we want to be builders of people. 
that you are interested in people, that you want people to know your ways and your thoughts and your goodness, and you want people to know your salvation, your forgiveness and your healing power. God, we pray that we are conduits for all of those things, for your kingdom ways. God, we pray that we can be an example of togetherness. We pray that we can be an example of family the way you intended. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, the great thing about the family of God is that God invites everybody into it that God has made a way for us all to be in a relationship with himself through Jesus. So if you're here in the room today or you're watching online and you have never taken a first step in your relationship with God by saying yes to Jesus, by making him the Lord of your life, I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second that will help you to do that. And this prayer is just a starting point for you of a lifetime journey as we've talked about of following after Jesus, being a disciple, being a learner of God's ways and and who he is. The gospel, the good news is that Jesus came, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, God raised him from the dead. And God accomplishing all of that through Christ, God just gives us this gift. He makes this offer to us of righteousness. Righteousness just means right standing with God. And all we have to do is say yes to that gift. We don't qualify for that gift in and of ourselves and our own goodness, our own religiosity. That God just offers it to us and all we have to do is say yes and receive that gift. So if you've never done that before, if you're here in the room or watching online, you pray this prayer with me to say yes to Jesus. So church, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and pray this out loud with somebody who might be praying it for the very first time. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so that I could know you. So today I say yes to your righteousness. I say yes to a relationship with you. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I call you my Father. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's congratulate those that did that for the first time. If that is you today, this is the best decision that you ever made. We actually have some materials that we would love to put into your hands that will help you on your journey of faith. If you're here in the room, if you just head to the info desk in the lobby, one of our team members will be happy to give you those materials. We just wanna connect with you, talk with you for a few seconds. If you are watching us online this morning, if you email us at info at thecitychurch.ca, we will be happy to get you those same materials into your hands that we are giving out in the building this morning. Um, Just a couple reminders. Um, that we have. Groups are starting. So if you want to be part of a city group, again, just part of the family of God, we all need friends. Uh, 
so important for us to have a good Jesus discussion. So you can sign up for a city group on our website under city group tab. And then next week is gonna be Vision Sunday. We're gonna look back at God's faithfulness, uh, being in this building for 10 years. I'll tell you a little bit about that story. And then we'll look a little bit at where we are going as a church. Thank you for coming to church today. Thank you. Don't forget, Digging Deep continues all the way through this week as we look um, in our guide at the scriptures about Jesus. Have a great day. You are dismissed.